Our first reading this morning is from the book of Leviticus, chapter 16, verses 2 and verse 24. Listen to God's word. The Lord said to Moses, Tell your brother Aaron not to come just at any time into the sanctuary inside the curtain before the mercy seat that is upon the ark, or he will die. For I appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. And this shall be an everlasting statute for you to make atonement for the people of Israel once in the year for all their sins. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. And our second reading is from the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 19. I was going to just do the first half of it, but I'm going to do all of verse 19. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple. And there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. So Claudia got the the title to this, The Not-So-Lost Ark. And she found this picture. I hadn't told her what I was going to preach about. She said, oh, it's the other ark. And I said, yeah, but leave that picture there. Let's see if we can throw people off a little bit this week. How many of us have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? If you haven't, you've missed a trip. Seriously. It's just a good old-fashioned adventure. But in that whole thing, there's a competition between people to try to find the lost Ark of the Covenant. You know it's lost, right? Okay. All right. Or it's assumed to be lost. I'm going to prove to you that it's not. (laughs) One of the main things that God gave us a rule about is when we encounter the Ark of the Covenant, don't look inside Don't even touch the ark. Because if you touch the ark, you die. And we have evidence of that in Scripture. Where a man tried to steady the ark, just keep it from falling over, and he was dead. So it's a pretty serious thing. But the big question is, Why didn't the guys in Raiders of the Lost Ark know not to open it? They're supposed to be archaeologists. They're supposed to know what they're doing. And you would think that after all these warnings that we find throughout Scripture, they would know better than to open the ark and look inside. As long as Israel carried that ark in front of them, they destroyed their enemies. This ark was a powerful thing and an emblem of their covenant with God through Abraham. And it was supposed to have in it the tablets of the Ten Commandments, Moses' staff, and I can't remember what else. But it wasn't very much. And if you look up the dimensions on the Ark of the Covenant, it really wasn't that big. It was not massive, but it was 
impressive. Let's call it that. So where did the ark go? Well, obviously you haven't read your Bible because God tells us very clearly in the Bible where the ark is. It was in the temple in 586 B.C. when the Babylonians destroyed it and hauled everything off to Babylon, including all the smartest people in Israel, all the people who could do them some favors in Babylon. The problem was Cyrus eventually, when he conquered the Babylonians, he told the Jews they could go back to the promised land. They could go back to Jerusalem and rebuild. And he sent all their stuff from the temple back with them. Maybe not. Like Jim Gaffigan said, when I was in Spain, I saw the cup in Madrid that Jesus might have drank from at the Last Supper, but probably not. And when I was in Barcelona, I saw a cup that Jesus might have used at the Last Supper, but probably not. In fact, I have a cup at home. Oh, you're slow. Wake up. We don't know exactly what was in that ark. We don't know exactly where it physically went to. We don't know if it went back to Jerusalem when Ezra and Nehemiah took the people back. We just don't know. Did it return with the exiles? There's no mention. So maybe it ended up somewhere else. Maybe Israel hid it. And the Babylonians never found it. They were only gone 70 years, but that's long enough to forget where you hid something. I'm still trying to find my pocket watch. But there wasn't a grain of truth in that story. Hitler did send people trying to find the Ark of the Covenant. Trying to find the spear that stabbed Jesus at the very end. Which is really stupid because who would have saved that stuff? How famous was Jesus at the time? He wasn't. The cup probably got broken while doing the dishes one day. The spear probably got lost on a battlefield in France. None of that stuff would have hung around. But he wanted, Hitler wanted that ark to go before his armies. Because every army that took it before them won. What do you suppose his chances were? I think he had things a little bit messed up. But if you think about it, when the Philistines had captured the ark and kept it, this big plague hit them. And they called Israel and said, please come get this ark. We can't take it anymore. You've got to take it back to Israel. But the Philistines, they couldn't wait to get rid of it. So we don't know exactly what happened to it. There is a story about Jews in Ethiopia. There's a large Jewish population in Ethiopia. And they're not white. 
And they claim to have the Ark of the Covenant and they show it to people. It's about this big and about that deep and it's covered in red leather with tacks in it. It's very decorative. It looks very nice. So I keep wondering, where's the gold? Because it was covered in gold. What did they do with the gold? Is that really the ark? Is it not really the ark? They won't let anybody test it, so we don't really know how old it is. But just like the cup that Jesus drank from, is that the ark? Probably not. John has this vision in Revelation. John has a lot of visions in Revelation. But this particular one we're talking about this morning, God's temple opens up this glorious, massive temple. The doors open and inside is the ark. And everyone knows at the time John's writing is the ark has disappeared somewhere. And no one knows where it is. But there are several things happening in this really simple vision that should touch our hearts and grip our souls. First, God's temple in heaven is opening up. Before that, it says the gates of heaven opened up. And in all the story, all of the information we can get from Revelation, the gates of heaven never close. They're opened forever and the gates of the temple are opened forever and if we can see the ark we know we have that kind of access that intimate inter uh, intercommunication with God that our ancestors might not have had the ark is there it's safe somewhere What I think we miss sometimes, and I've told you I'm tired of crosses. I'm sorry, I'm just tired of them. They're everywhere. But one of the things that I think we forget sometimes is that standing across on a hill means nothing. There's not a hill anywhere somebody won't climb up there and stick a cross on it. You think that's what Jesus wants to see when he gets back? A bunch of crosses? I don't think so. But I'm not Jesus, so I can't tell you for sure. The object itself does not matter. I read a story one time about a priest who was facing a vampire. And I love vampires as monsters because they're like every other problem in the world. You drag them out in the light, you kill them. I like that. But one of the things that was happening was a priest had his cross and he was staring down the vampire and the vampire said, all right, priest, let's have a test of faith. You throw down your cross and I will leave. You hang on to your cross and I will kill you. And the priest can't understand quite what he's talking about, but this cross is glowing all over the room, this great blue glow. 
And the longer he holds it, the dim, the more dim that glow becomes until it no longer glows. Because the priest's faith was not in God. It was in that cross. And even the vampire was smart enough to know it's not the cross, buddy. It's what it represents. It's not the Ark of the Covenant being there that matters. It's the fact that it's there in the vision and everything that it represents is intact in God's kingdom. Even now. Those doors are open. They remain open. And we have constant access to the Holy of Holies in heaven. Not because we deserve it, but because we are saved. Can you tell me how? By grace through faith. Maybe I shouldn't leave. You haven't picked that up. 16 years. I should think you'd remember that. But those doors are open. That whole process is enacting a new old covenant. Jesus' death opened those doors and the gates of heaven. And surely he was resurrected and descended into heaven. And Paul promises us, as Jesus did, that we will enjoy a resurrection and time in heaven in our new bodies to spend eternity with the joy that God brings. And surely, if we're baptized into Jesus' death, we're also baptized into that resurrection. We have God's promise of that. So where's the ark? (coughs) You want me to tell you? It's right where... God always intended it to be in our hearts. And it's going before us all the days of our lives. The ark is not lost. The ark is us. Thanks be to God. Amen.